When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Well, there we have it. Aston Villa fans, Wolves won, Aston Villa won. A game of two halves, I think. A game where we saw how Unai Emery can change things up, can shake things up, sees things differently to us fans, absolutely, which is, is uh, I suppose, the job of a manager, you know, to see things, to know things, to to be able to to communicate what we want uh, uh, changes to be made. And, and, and he certainly did make those changes today. Um I know we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about it. We might as well meet it, meet it head on here at the very start of the, the podcast while we're waiting for Paddy to jump in. But uh, what could have been with that beautiful ball from Danny Ings, who uh, played really well when he came on um, into Leon Bailey's path. Leon Bailey wasn't having the most confident night of his career. And that finish at the end really kind of summed it up. Should have seen the onion bag ripple. Should have been payback for two years ago. But we got undone in the last in injury time, but it wasn't. Um, and you know what? I'm happy enough with a point. I said it. I've said it at, prior to the game. You know that yes, we should have won this game. Absolutely, I thought like it was a game that we could have won. We should have won, but <coughs> our first half performance was not good, and we had to get ourselves out of jail. So the fact that we came back to one all. She had, had, oppor- had way more opportunities to win it, I think, in, in the second half, albeit Ait Nouri came on, Ait Nouri, Ait Nouri, however you pronounce his name. That guy can just do anything in defence or in attack. He seems to be a real outlet for them recently and and and, and has been over, over the last year or so. Um, he had a couple of shots. But I think there's the, the positives that you can take from that game are immense. Um, specifically, the amount of changes we made uh, the change in formation as well that we we made by playing with two 
direct wingers in the second half or, or at least 10 minutes into the second half, we went that way. Tocatino was bright when he came in. Buendia, Bailey, like, like I've been saying it for a while, Luke, Luke Dean's defensive um, work is going to get him, like, like there's going to be some managers who are going to look at him as he gets older and think, Right, if we don't have that defensive ability there, he's br- like. Don't get me wrong; he whips brilliant balls into the into the box. Albeit that one that he tried to do first time and it went always skew. Um, I just think that there's there will be times when um when, when Luke Dean defensively may not look up to scratch. Uh, maybe that's that's not something to do now. Where he wants. Also, he's just he he came back from from um uh, he came back from injury just before the World Cup. Uh, he's had a lot of minutes in his legs. I'm not reading too much into it, but Gustinson came on. And I thought he played pretty okay. Um, I, you know, one of these guys that nobody kind of holds out much hope for, and and I don't think he will be with Aston Villa. But he came in. He could have uh, scored only for Max Kilman getting back on the line. Um, he whipped in a couple of good balls into the box. One that hit hit Norris leg and went up and hit his hand. Uh, potential handball. I, I don't know. My mind doesn't it might might be wrong on this one, but I think we had penalty given against us against Man City not so long ago for something similar to that. Um, but look, um, I can understand that not being given. But all in all, I think there's like like the positives that we would take from it are, are, are definitely the fact that our manager came in here and changed this around. There is no way in the wider world that Steven Gerrard makes those changes. And look, there, this is probably the last time we're going to just talk about the two in direct comparison with each other because there just is no comparison. When you speak about a manager who's got the reputation, who's got the resume that Una Emery has, and then uh, Steven Gerrard. But that's the difference here. You know, we were we were blowing black smoke and spluttering oil in the first half. We didn't look very good at all. The second half, we came out a different beast. And I thought that, uh, that that was a positive to take, albeit that we should never have started as poorly. And also, we should be here and we should be cheering aloft. Uh, a two two one win like I predicted, but unfortunately for Leon Bailey, he he skewed that one wide. Um, yeah, Paddy's here as you can see. Danny Ings needs to play. Yeah, no one ever said Danny Ings didn't need to play, but uh, as I say, it's it's great that he's there and he's in in the goals because um everybody wants Aston Villa to win. And here's Paddy. Paddy, go for it. What do you want me to go for? <laughs> Do you want me to go for that first half performance to start with anyway? Yeah, yeah no, as I say, like we're always going to have performances in first half. Like that's the worst worst half performance, worst half of football under under Una Emery, I would say yeah. that we've had so far. And the most important thing is that we, we came away at halftime being still in touch and distance of of Wolves because on another day, under Steven Gerrard, that was three or four nil at halftime. That, that, that's a given. We, we'd have just capitulated. But there was a lot more fight in the team. Um, in the second half, I thought I thought we were a much better side. We were the better side in the second half. And it's just a proverbial game of two halves. Um, what, we, what we have seen tonight is lots of talking points. Um, be it Augustinson. I thought Augustinson was brilliant when he came on. Yeah, he was too, yeah. I, I think he completely surprised Wolves with the outlet that he's provided. Um, but for that header off the line, we could be looking at a completely different scoreline. Um, Danny Ings, what, what, I don't know what more I can say about Danny Ings. He gives you goals, 
But also look at that ball he played to Leon Bailey at the end. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if Messi plays that ball, they play it over and over and over again. Mind you, there'd probably be someone better to put the ball in the back of the net. And I'd like someone to tell me why Leon Bailey was crying on the pitch at the end of the game. Is there something personal going on in his life? Because that, like, you can't, you can't be, you can't, you can't be that upset. <clears throat> you can be upset with yourself, but not in public. That's that was just embarrassing at the end. I thought. Um, two players no, having no, to get a knock shit about someone, about someone crying. That, that, that just shows, like, I, no, there's, there's absolutely no yeah. negative there for me in that. Like, he, he, everybody wanted him to put the ball in the back of the net. None, nonetheless, him. I probably just, he thinks, like, if, if I put up the statistics, I'd say he gave away the ball about seven or eight times in that game. He knows he's given away the ball in seven or eight yeah. times. That could have been a redeeming feature for him. He probably knows when the, when the, in the substitution boards were going up, he was probably thinking, I think I'm coming aboard now because, you know, it wasn't the most confident, confident performance of him. He, he, he couldn't get things going, albeit in the second half he did. Last 10, 15, 20 minutes maybe, I thought he did. He was able to take that ball on the left-hand side. I just feel mm. he needed to drive into the box more. There was one brilliant passage of play he had where he danced around inside the box and I was like, he's getting a penalty here. Like He just he had brilliant close control and he does these fantastic things. Um, but I think, I think he's very much a confidence player and that's probably why he was... Uh, uh, like he, the game just wasn't going his way, and um, no, I, I said to you at half time, you know, that Bailey and and uh, <laughs> Buendia, Buendia, in my opinion, were, were the first two to be hooked, yeah. they weren't. I, I thought, I, I thought in the first half they were dreadful, the two of them, but uh, he, he, he came into it a bit more in the second half, as did Buendia, um, as, as did the rest of the team. Um, I, I just, I just, you know. For, I, I I couldn't see how both of them could stay on in, in the in the first half after the first half performance. Um you know, we we all miss how I many if, if if Ollie Watkins was gonna lie on the ground like that every time he missed a shot, we'd we'd be looking at that in every game. It's just one of those things. You get up, you get on with it, you you clap the fans and, and you know, you get off the pitch, whatever. I just I just thought it I just thought it really strange and the camera was very close and oh, it's just a bit weird. Anyway, wouldn't think too much about it, Petty. Wouldn't keep you up at night. Let the mess keep you up at night, but not the tears. Um, like the the thing, yeah. As I say, what we will see from this team, and maybe we shouldn't. Maybe like maybe this is what what, yeah. what Uno Emery wants. Maybe he wants these forward players, these wing players, to have a go at at, at defenders. And look, you know, I suppose that's what they're there to do. That's what these these kind of. Um, I, I'm not looking at the screen in case you've got anything up there. I've got I've got who scored up in front of me here. Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh. There's a lot of people saying I'm I'm heartless. That that's fine, that's absolutely fine. And a lot of people saying that he wants it bad and it shows how much he cares. I really hope that's the case. I hope that's the case, and I hope he channels that into the next game because <coughs> that's what we need him to do. We don't we don't need him to show that emotion after the game. We need we need him to show he cares on the pitch, and that's just my opinion. When we've got a proven goal scorer sitting on the bench. And you're being completely anonymous in the first half and giving the ball yeah, away. And, all the time. and that's it. When you're playing as a striker, I'm, enti- I'm entitled to that opinion as much as the next guy is. And yeah. and that that's what that's what annoyed me the most about um, what went on at the end. I, I I'm completely fine with him showing his emotions if he's given everything for ninety minutes, but he didn't. He gave he gave he gave his heart. I thought in the second half, in the first half, he was missing an action. This is shot my fox of getting Craig Butler on the podcast. I was talking to him. Last week and during this week, but I think it shot my fox to getting Craig Butler on the podcast. No, um, anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, no, look, look, as I say, the, the this is what we wanted a manager to come in and, and, and improve our players, or at least be able to come in here and manage in game tactics. 
Paddy. We we did. We've we've been sh- we were shouting for that during the Stephen Gerrard era. What does he do in game? Nothing. He sat there. You know, he didn't ever do much. We've got a manager now who changed changed the the, the game in game. I thought he brought like brought on players there. Like like uh, I thought Coutinho was good when he came on. Yeah, he gave away the yeah. ball a bit. Actually, would you believe? Coutinho gave away the ball five times and Leon Bailey gave it away six times and Coutinho was only on the field for like 12 or 50 or whatever, 23 minutes. But this is the thing. We're going to need to have players. Like when we're 1-0 down, you're going to have players who are going to need to have a go. Now, Bailey giving away the ball five times in the first half alone and Buendia giving away four times in the first half alone. Buendia didn't give away the ball at all in the second half. Didn't lose possession in the second half. Bailey only lost it once. Um, so what I'm getting at here is the difference between first half and second half performances. And obviously, Una Emery has... Uh, well, I don't know if it's if it's if if he has isolated somebody or, or or kind of maybe assigned the role to somebody. Okay, you're the guy who has a go. You're the guy who tries to open it up and be the be the tin opener here, um, and see what can happen. And maybe that's why, he, why what Bailey was doing in the first half. It didn't work out for him because I thought, as I say, he, I thought he was looking to stay on, but um, he he played better in the second half. And when Coutinho comes on, he was the guy who was giving away the ball. But I still thought Coutinho played well. I thought that was the most energetic I've seen Coutinho play in an Aston Villa shirt since probably Man City last game of the season last year. And mm. you know, if if we can get if Coutinho ends up staying and we can get 35, 45 minutes out of him and he plays to the top of his ability for those 45 minutes, yes, will it be wasted money? I'm not going to, that's not of my concern. Let the accountants deal deal with that. But if you've got somebody like Coutinho coming on, if he's able to play himself back into form again from that point of view, uh, where he gets a starting Burton in this team, I'm okay with that. So lot of, I, I think there's a lot of positives and most of them are the managerial, uh, on the managerial sideline because we have mm. somebody who was able to spot the areas that needed to be changed and change them. And some of them, I didn't even think, and some of them we didn't even think needed to be changed during the game. And when they did, the people who came in performed at the same level or better, I thought. Yeah, <coughs> I, thought, I thought the changes were positive. I thought, I thought other than the two changes that I made at halftime, but in fairness, he spotted that the two guys had come into it a bit more in the second half. Um, I was surprised to see him take Watkins off because he has left him on for... For every game, I think that he's he's been in charge. Um, few people criticizing Dougie. I saw. Um, just remember that Dougie had a dead leg, um, so obviously wasn't firing at all, on all cylinders, and that's probably why he went off early. Um, someone like him, you'll see. Uh, you you'd see rested at the weekend, I would imagine. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. and credit where it's due to the guys that come on. I've already mentioned Augustinson. Somebody saying there, I have a vendetta. I have no vendetta. The only vendetta I have is I want Villa to be better. <laughs> I want players to make Villa better. So if 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 I've got to criticise someone, I'll criticise someone. Um, I said at the weekend that Ali Watkins was brilliant. I thought he was brilliant against Spurs, but he, he was missing an action tonight. And that could have been a whole lot more to do with how he was marshalled by uh, by Nathan Collins, who we both the greatest defender, know, the greatest is, defender is, in the Premier League. Smashing. Yeah, I, I, I felt we missed him again tonight. Um, I, I think the game, so too. I'm glad you I think the game that. would have been a whole lot different with a minute. I think the game would have been a whole lot different if Buendia, if uh, Ramsey had been fit and he replaced Buendia. I think we've got different energy in the squad. So look, the, you can you, you can say what you want. We we we've drawn a match there that we should have gone and won the game, um, but not on our first pass performance. We've got to be a little bit positive that we've turned it around and got something out of the game given that we were absolutely toothless in the first half. Mm. 
Um, I, we'll, we'll come back to the beginning piece in a moment because I did have a talking point on that. Uh, but just seeing this from Scott, also working out in cons and much improved in the last few games. Yeah, a, a player that I was um very heavy in my criticism of the first four or five games of this season. I just thought he didn't hit the ground running. He's looking. He's looked an awful lot better. This defensive setup, having Kamara and Luis uh, there to marshal that midfield area in front of him, gives him the opportunity to uh, to to um I suppose to 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 play around there. Which means also, excuse me for coughing. <coughs> that wasn't part of my analysis in Kanza. Um, but uh, also, I think as well, in this game uh, with Moutinho, and even when they took off Moutinho, Wolves did, they left that area of the field the, maybe 10, 15 yards in front of our centre-halves wide open so people could run into. Um, and they, they literally did the same thing that Liverpool did did to us. And this is this is the part that worries me a small bit because I think this is a player... Um, uh, player calibration, like a player is getting used to Emery's tactics issue, and uh, not that not a player issue as such, but our fullbacks once again we got caught again with long balls over to Aitnuri, and we got caught to Adama Traore as well. So once people get once we attack and people get it wide, we're very open and we're very lean. Now the defense mm. did really well. Kanza a couple of times did really well, and Kanza even covered over on the left hand side as well a couple of times tonight. So credit where credit's due to Desri Kanza. Um, he played very well tonight and uh, fair play to him. Also, you know, Ashley Young, 37 years of age, I think that might have caught up with him in the legs tonight. He gets taken off at halftime. No, absolutely no issue with that. But it just goes to show the fluidity. Matty Cash moves back. Bailey moves into that right midfield position and, and, uh, um, and uh, watch Colin comes in. Uh, then uh, to, uh, to, to, it comes in for, for um, Ashley Young um, mm. in, in that position and uh, continue comes in 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 freshly young but like another thing as well to remember and i know we were the home team tonight um we need we're learning how to play at home we play we play completely differently at home like just look at all the games we played for again played under unai emery we play very differently away from home than we do at home and we're learning how to play at home because we're learning how to be that possession um those possession hounds uh with 56 percent of the possession tonight you know, we had an 88% pass success rate. Uh, that's not bad, you know. So things are looking up and things are still are still coming into coming into fruition here. Once again, should I be a bit more angry than I, than I am? No, I don't think so. I always felt that, you know, Villa don't win two games in a row. It's the third game in what? Uh, third game in what, uh, seven, uh, ten days. Um, and I know that that's not really an issue, but Villa don't, Villa, find it difficult to put back-to-back wins together. And uh, when you mm. come up against Wolves, I always felt that this was going to be a 1-1 or a 2-1 game. Um, there are areas that we need to improve in, and yes, we should have won this game, and 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 and, and you can look at, look at that. But as I said, you keep losses off the board. Keep losses off the board, and it grows confidence within the team as well. Uh, that's, that's the way I feel about this. Because we snatched the draw from the draws of defeat here because our first half was very, very timid. Yeah, well, it's, as I said, a game of two halves. So I, I think a draw is probably a fair result. We didn't do enough in the second half to, to warrant us expecting a win. Um, I think we got to be happy with the point. It, it's a point that we uh, we would have all taken at halftime. Um, I still think we had enough to go and win it. There was a, lo- a lot going on there. Uh, they lost, uh, what's the guy's name to come off at halftime? Um, Pedenz. Mm. Who was a- absolutely on fire in the first half, yeah. but uh, obviously it wasn't tactical because he was destroying us. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I think he's a fantastic player. Him? 
I think someone didn't he go down? He got he got a bit of a not a nasty tackle, but I think it was a heavy tackle or something. Uh, the Mings one was it? I can't remember. I anyway, been, yeah. yeah, special special word for Tyrone Mings as well. I thought he was immense tonight. Yeah. I think I think he's I think he's back to his best. I agree with you with Konza. I think Konza has, has had a good couple of games. Um, it's 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 coming together. It it is coming together. One one of these few games ahead, we're going to absolutely annihilate someone. I can see it coming. Um, I thought it was going to be tonight because we were on such a crest of a wave after Spurs, but I, I I just think there was a lot of heavy legs there in the first half. We just couldn't get going at all. So whether whether they were believing the hype and, and the hype that we were giving them before the match, I don't know. But uh, it it just took too long to get going for me. Yeah, I, I could I, uh, Gil. I could I could get used to having my name in the same breath as uh, Dan Rivey. I could definitely you get used to being in the same sentence as Dan Revy. But yes, yeah, the Dan Revy stands. Yeah, yeah. Just don't lose yeah. games. Uh don't lose games and build confidence from there, especially with a new manager. Um yeah. that's good. A lot of a lot of people in the comments criticizing the booing. Now, I spoke I spoke to a guy at halftime that who was in the crowd who reckoned they were booing the referee for not sending off uh Wanky Chan, was it, with the challenge? I, I felt, looking at it on TV, it looked like they were booing the players. For, and and you know what? If if someone pays money to come in, they can do what they bloody like. Um, who who are we to judge people's opinion? It was a poor first half. It was a really poor first half. But you've got to look at it from both sides. If you paid the money to be in there on a cold January night and you're absolutely a million miles away from being inter- entertained, you, you, you're going to expect a few people to do. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting as well because I was uh, I was messaging someone who said exactly the same thing, and need, near were those two people I'd say that we were messaging related or anywhere near each other in the stadium. <laughs> so, so that's an interesting one as well. Um, and I and uh, yeah, uh, so like the Aston Villa fans have put up way worse than didn't boo in Villa Park. So you know maybe there is truth to 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 both of those. But that's interesting because we never even we never spoke about that. I was going to bring up a comment on it there to bring up the text that I got as well. But you beat me to the pool and we got texts from two different people. So that uh, who knows far, far, far be it for me. Well, like definitely there's no you didn't get the text from the same person i got the text from like i know that and they weren't in the i know same i didn't no, anyway. absolutely but, didn't. so like there's two people with two different mindsets in two different parts of the ground that were saying the exact same thing so that's where i, yeah. I suppose look that's where we can draw our, uh, our 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 um our inference from as well um <coughs> sorry guys sorry um uh yes the mcginn stuff i cannot wait to see like, 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 I, I know we've seen JJ, we've seen McGinn, Luis, and we've seen Kamara it before I mean, in the first game, I think, that Emery played, uh, Emery managed. But I'm really looking forward to seeing it again. Um, has done okay. Buendia's done, like, that goal against Spurs, real tidy finish. Parts of his game today were decent. First half, I thought he was lackluster. Uh, he can jump the he can jump the, as high as a skyscraper. Like, he's got some, some leap in him. That's just an, an aside point. I think when uh, when Jacob Ramsey comes back and uh, John McGinn is, is is back on that right hand side, it's just such a lovely. It, it, there's there, there's kind of a there's a nice little kind of control to that midfield, specifically when we play away. Um, I I think that this game being a home game didn't like for all I wanted Cash uh, to start in that. After about 25, 30 minutes, I went. He's a bit lost. He's he's popping up in the middle of midfield here. He's popping up right in the middle of the center circle here. Yeah. He's a small bit lost. Pedence was there. He was having a go at Ashley Young at every opportunity. 
And I thought in the second half, then when they moved him back to right back, he performed an awful lot better. I thought he had a really good game in the second half. So the difference between having Maddie Cash there against Spurs when we were able to uh, concertina back into our uh, into our back six was very visible in comparison to having Maddie Cash being a right wing wide forward, I think, today. So the experiment was good. I think the experiment deserves a small bit more time if needed. But if John McGinn is fit to go at any stage, I think John McGinn slats back in there over Maddie Cash. And as I say, Jacob Ramsey is coming close to being fit again. Whether Jacob Ramsey steps in that right-hand side, Bundia plays on the left. I, like, I'm not throwing Bundia out with the backwater at all. He's done some really good stuff in his industry yep. and his effort is, is, is fantastic. It's just... For thirty-eight million, I'm beginning to get to the stage where I'm like, well, where's where's the where's the payback here? Where's the payback here? Um, but if he continues to like, he's getting better and better, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, as I say, I'm looking forward to seeing Jacob Ramsey and John McGinn in that midfield because uh, even though you know Douglas Louise didn't have as good a game today as he did against Spurs, I like he was still effective when he was inside there, and uh, uh, like as I say, he was carrying an injury as well, uh, which which was interesting. Diego Costa, Paddy looked looked every every day of his thirty five years of age. I think tonight he did. And I, I said it before the game, his legs are gone. Uh, I would have been disappointed if 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 we had have uh, signed him for sure. Um, did he put like as usual? Put himself about, got himself a yellow card, and then got taken off. It's just par for the course for him. Unfortunately, I think he's a he's a beaten docket, um, and that's why. Cunha has come in there because they, they, they need a different option up front, I think. Um, they, I think, having seen them play 45 minutes uh, at the weekend and seen them play tonight, I think Wolves are going to be okay. I don't think they've got anything to worry about going downwards. I think they've got enough. They, they might bring in another player or two, which will make a big difference. But uh, if, if I was a Wolves fan, I certainly wouldn't be worried about them going down or anything like that. Well, obviously, in in the current predicament and where they are standing in the table, you'd be worried. But I I think they should have enough to stay up, unlike us a few years back where we were just, you know, completely a, a beaten duck and all along. But uh, look, it's a point we we can only we can only now take the positives out of it and let let Unai Emery deal with the negatives and the stuff that went on in the first half because. Yeah. If we if we'd have played like that at the weekend, if we'd have played like that against Liverpool, and we did for a long period of the first half against Liverpool, you're going to be punished against better teams and better strikers, hundred percent. I'm just glad that high line is gone that we saw against Liverpool. Um, they were playing a little bit deeper and giving us a little bit more of a chance if we lose the ball. So, um, it just shows that the, the yeah. I think the high, I think the high line is 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 not suited for us at all. And I see the high line wasn't suited for them and the the ball over the top from Danny Ings. Um, we're in eleven. We we gained a place tonight in the league. We're in eleventh place. Uh, I'll be at Crystal Palace have a game in hand, and Chelsea have two games in hand on us. We're three points behind Chelsea, but positive progression. Game in hand. uh, We've uh, only lost one game in in the last five. And, uh, you know, that's that's some good form. You look at Aston Villa's form, mm. I think we're in the top six in our form since Unai Emery has come into the league. Let's see this progress. Um, you were talking about, uh, yeah, this, <coughs> I, I I think it's too early to say about the Manny Cash situation be, with him being at the at the World Cup. Um, I'd be surprised if Manny Cash went. Uh, the rumours of Moreno and Truffert, um 
you know, they're ones I would look at probably. I'm, I haven't done anything on them. I have I have stuff lined up or whatever, but uh, I think the week yeah. it broke, I was just mental and work. But I, I like the, the thing with this is neither like if 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 he is going to go for either of those players, if you bring in an Alex Moreno, he kind of gives you exactly the same thing that that, that uh, Dean gives you at the moment. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he wants somebody who's better at defending. I, I I'm not sure. Um. Both of them are international caliber players. Both of them are, are are Premier League caliber players. I just wonder: is it a case of just trying to fit into this into this tactic defensively? We know what Dina can do going forward. It's not that's not in question. Absolutely mm. not in question. I'm just wondering: is there a kind of question over the defensive part of it? But being his best left back in the club. My opinion on it is, is that he has to stamp his authority on this team. He has to shake people up a little bit. So bringing on Augustinson like that, like playing Ashley Young when when Maddie Cash is fit, just leads me to believe that he's just reminding them that they've got competition. I do believe they're the two best fullbacks at the club, but he's just reminding them that they need to up their game. They need to keep it. They need to keep it solid. They need to play to the system. And if that works, which we'll find out in a few weeks when the transfer window is open, then we know that that's what he was at. I don't see any of them leaving the club, personally. No, neither I, do I. Neither yeah. do I. But I, I so, do, I do, like, I I do expect, a, like, I, like, I do expect the, the squad to churn. You know, I do expect the squad to churn at some stage. Um, and that's what we're talking about. Like, we're not saying, oh, you've got really, really cash, look at Dean. That, that's not what this conversation mm. And that I'm not saying that to you. I'm just, just in case anybody's picking up the wrong end of the stick listening to the podcast. That That's not what we're talking about. I think the, the, that question, or the answer I was giving is, if Una Emery was to move on to these from these guys, what would be the reason? That's that's kind of the, the answer I was given. Just in case anybody thinks we're being uh, overly negative about those two players, they're the two best fullbacks at the club, hands down. Um, you know, and uh, uh, well, I know I'm going to get pelters now for the Ashley Young thing as well, but you know what I mean. Um, <clears throat> anyway. I think that's more or less going to do us, Paddy. I don't think there's any other massive talking points in it. Oh yeah, actually, before we do go. What do you think of the ref? I think he's absolutely awful. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. That will come as no surprise to most people. <laughs> no. We've, we've, taken, we've imported this guy from, from Australia off the back of a viral video. That that's the only thing I can tell you about Jared Gillis. And and the funny thing was, he was known for talking through his decision 
and people hearing it. Isn't that isn't that the guy? This is this guy. He was talking through his decision. That, that was that was the thing. They did this experiment where they mic'd him up yeah. for a game and he explained everything as he went along. I just I just think he's not up to it. I, I think he just looks like a rabbit in the headlights. Um I, a lot of a lot of people talking about the penalty. I, once the ball comes up off a part of your lower body, they're not given the penalties. Mind you, if that's if that's Nottingham Forest versus Manchester City, you can be sure that Manchester City are getting the penalty. But that's just my opinion. But on a day like today, the the that's the that's what they're telling us the rules are. Now they can change that <laughs> when they feel like it. But uh, and, and they have been known to in the past. But for me, it, it was a handball, obviously. But because if you if you remember Maddie Cash, I think it I might have been Magic. Was it City? Yeah, oh, you mentioned City, that at the yeah. start before you came on. I'm almost certain the exact something similar yeah. happened against City. It come up, it come up off his knee and hit his hand. Yeah, and it went out for a corner, and they gave the corner. And VAR looked at it and went, "Yeah, absolutely." But uh, it, 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 that's what they've decided. If it, 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 there is a mitigating factor that if it comes off another part of your body and hits your hand, even though the hands are in an unnatural position, it's a uh, yeah, it's a strange one. Uh, apparently, uh, I'm shown, apparently I'm shown uh, we fixed Tottenham and I'm showing my true colours I don't know what that means but anyway um, yeah we fixed that Matt is uh, Matt uh, our resident Tottenham fan and if anybody's looking for Spurs uh, coverage Matt is the man we fixed Tottenham apparently because uh, we uh, Spurs went down and won tonight what did you win by 4-0 against Palace yes last time Palace. I saw it was 2-0 that's a, a serious going did Kane get a hat-trick I'm presuming he did. No, he didn't because he was too. He had two got Matt Doherty scored. Jesus, there we go. There we go. Um, <coughs> right, absolutely. Look, I suppose to finish off this uh, podcast, I'll wrap it up in a nice little bow. Uh, one all. Look, as I say, as Michael Huggins says, the Red Brick Palace wasn't built in a day. One all is a is uh, it's a positive result. It could have been better based on our first half performance. We'd come back from one nil down. And we did. We came back to one all, and we should have won it at the end. Look, Leon Bailey's missed that chance. Apparently, I'm looking at what he's put out here on Instagram. Kind of feel for him a small bit there. To be honest with you, looking at it, maybe there is something going on in his personal life. I think it's a very emotional post that he's put out there. And look, fair play to him. Look, everybody's allowed to live their life the way they want to. And if somebody is is emotional about this about things like that, well then. Let's uh let's hope that um that it shows that he cares and and he'll stick the next one. But uh, all in all, I think the biggest uh, um biggest headline from this game is that we've got a manager who knows what he's doing. We've a manager who knows how to change it in game, and we've a manager who isn't afraid to hook people at halftime or hook people midway through the second half and to change things up. And that for me is positive because you know there will come times where you can't just spend your way out of trouble and you're going to have to make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. And I suppose we can take some heart in that uh, that, yeah. uh, that he can bring people off the bench to do that. So one one wasn't to be tonight, but we still go forward. We've gained a place in the league up to eleventh, and uh, the Unai Emery train rolls on. We were always going to draw a game at some stage. Uh, it's, it's never nice to draw a game against uh, against near neighbours Wolves or in a, in the way that we did, but we did. And that's what we have to le- to to uh, live with. Uh, Stevenage at the weekend in the FA Cup. I'm going to be looking forward to watching that. It's going to be fun to see who's playing in that game. We will have a team sheet tantrum for it, and we will have a um, a post match uh, reaction as as well for that. And then also Leeds then the following Friday. Looking forward to that too. A nice long break between uh, between the fourth and the thirteenth, and uh, and I'll be hoping that. Um, 
Again, Stevenage, we might see some of the, the, the fringe players and see what the story is there. AVFC status is Danny Ings is currently scoring 0.71 goals per 90 minutes in the Premier League this season. Only six players have a better scoring goal score per 90 minutes played uh, than the Villa striker. Yeah. Um, <coughs> in any of the um, the spider diagrams that I do or the radial diagrams that I do, he's off the charts in goal score per minutes played. So, uh, mm. um, yeah, as I said, as I said to Paddy, when he scored, I goes, that's all he's good for, a score goals. You know, and there's a story behind that. That's not a negative statement. Uh, it's a guy I was at, at uh, I was at a match before and there was a fella who was supporting the opposite team and the opposite team were absolutely drubbing us. And uh, he kept on giving out about their star player because all he was doing was scoring. And uh, and like I was like, I, I turned around to him and was like, why is that a negative to you? You're shouting at him as if it's a thing you should be absolutely shamed for. And I'm going, he's absolutely destroying us. What are you on about? You know, so that's where the joke comes from. Oh, he's good for his scoring goals. Um, that's where the joke comes from there. Uh, but anyway, look, I'm going to leave you back to your, uh, to your Wednesday night. Uh, 29 minutes past 10. Look, uh, all's well in love and war, and there's worse things happening at sea. 1 1 is a good result. Absolutely. And if, and, if anybody is offended by my comments about uh, Leon Bailey, I apologize. That's just my opinion. I, I hope I hope he's okay because I just thought it was very unusual. Um, I have a lot of love for Leon Bailey. I think he has the potential to be a world star. So, fingers crossed, he will get to that stage. It just needs to do it more regularly. That's all. Absolutely. Excellent. And guys, uh, just because I've been inundated with DMs and stuff like that since uh, since the, the team sheet tantrum, um, you guys are amazing. I, I got 15 hats uh, and, and they all sold out in the space. They were sold out in less than 24 hours. I've <laughs> actually, I literally got onto my supplier and I said, fire another couple of boxes on the, on, the, on the pallet there and send them over to me as soon as you possibly can. So they are up on sale for pre-order if anybody wants them. It will be mid, early to mid-February when they're in. Um, if anybody wants, you know, as I say, you can wait until they come back on sale, but you can pre-order them as well. There, also, we've got T-shirts for sale. But look, that's not, this is not not the time. I just wanted to bring that up because a lot of people were DMing me saying, "Oh, I couldn't find the hat uh, or whatever the case was." So I put them up for pre-order if you so wish to. Um, just because there were so many people that wanted to uh, wanted one, um, and unfortunately we saw a lot. So I have to go down to the shop tomorrow. I have to go down to the post office, should I say, tomorrow? Like postman Pat and my fifteen envelopes. But I'm delighted because, as I say, um. You guys are the best, and, and and all that kind of goes to help support podcasts as well. So thank you so, 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 so much. Um, right, this time we're definitely going. Have a great evening. Stay safe, stay healthy, everybody. And uh, Aston Villa are <coughs> going to lead us out of the promised land at some stage. I promise, I promise. Uh, but until then, all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.